0: It's time for Come and Talk It with your host, Michael Cargill, brought to you by Texas Law Shield.
1: Good day, Austin, Texas, the live music capital of the world. Let's praise the Lord and pass the ammunition. All right, so the Texas GOP demands quid pro quo from the law Cabin Republicans of Texas. That's kind of what I want to talk about this first segment here. I know we normally talk about guns, but you know what? I got something that's on my chest, and I got to get it off. So basically this weekend, the law Cabin Republicans were given a choice by the Texas GOP. And that choice was – and for those people who don't know, the Law Republicans is a Republican organization um, that supports everything that the Republican Party does as well as the uh, LGBTQ issue. Okay? Um, and that's nothing more – there's no secret to it or anything like that. It's just uh, they believe in – and it's very simple um, – limited government, strong national defense, free markets, low taxes, personal responsibility, and individual liberty. And the Log Cab Republicans represent an important part of the American family. Uh, tax paying, hard working people who proudly believe in the nation's greatness. And they also believe all Americans have the right to liberty and equality. That's who the Log Cab Republicans are. And so basically, um, Log cabin Republicans were given a choice this weekend by the Texas GOP. And that choice was the Texas GOP would approve a booth at the convention. So the Log Cabin Republicans were applying to have a booth at the Texas GOP, which is the largest convention that there is, and all they want to do is just have a table there to uh, just let people know that the Log Cabin Republicans uh, are here at this convention, and this is what the organization's all about. And as long as uh, now they were going to approve the booth, this was the quid pro quo here. They're going to approve the booth as long as delegates who are members of the Law Cam Republicans of Texas would voluntarily pledge to not participate in committees at the 2020 Texas GOP convention. Also, no member of the Law Cam Republicans would serve on a platform committee, legislative priorities committee, or testify before these committees while at the convention. Also, the Law Academy Republicans are supposed to pull down their request to be a coalition member, meaning that there are different organizations, you know, there are women Republicans, Asian Republicans. Well, Law Republicans want to be part of that coalition to move forward to, you know, with one voice, you know, to have a big tent and to get Republicans elected. And so they would have to pull that request down so that the committee wouldn't have to vote on that request and they would
2: approve the booth.
1: So that it was, hey. We will give you the booth, but you can't participate. We don't want you as a a member. Uh, We don't want you uh, on the committee, any committees at all, the platform committee, legislative priorities committee. Uh, We don't want you you know, even testifying before these committees at the convention. I want people to think about that and think about what that actually means. And people always ask me why I don't choose the Democrat Party over the Republican Party as a black male. That always comes up. So you know what? I'm going to tell you, I always get that question. And first, I'm going to tell you this. Let's remove race as a person who strongly supports the Second Amendment. So let's remove race out of the equation there. So as a person who strongly supports the Second Amendment, which protects all of our constitutional rights for all people, that is a critical factor for me. And that is why I'm not aligned with the Democrat Party, because I think that with the second, I can protect all of my constitutional rights. And since the Second Amendment is a a thing that the Democrat Party, you know, don't like, don't align with, I cannot be a part of that organization because the second is the most important because it protects all of our rights. Now, add the inevitable race back into the equation. It has been my experience. The Republicans will look you in your face. And they will let you know if they don't like you, they don't like what you stand for, they'll tell you. And they'll let you know that if there's not a chance in hell that whatever you're trying to do, if they don't like it, they're not gonna let it happen on their watch. They're gonna be upfront with what they like or dislike about you or your organization. Democrats will stab you in the back, they will take your freedom and your liberty away, and then convince you to kill your kids and ask you. Are you okay? How can I help you? Do you need anything? But then let's add that third party back into the equation because no one's safe here. Let's talk about the Libertarian Party. Well, you know, people ask, well, why wouldn't you join the Libertarian Party then? What's wrong with them? Well, first of all, you need to get rid of some of those bipolar nut jobs you have in the Libertarian Party. And then maybe the, the majority of Americans would actually like the party. I got to call it like I see it. So I had to decide the lesser of the three evils. Bipolar nut job, stab me in the back, or looking at, look at me in my face and let me know they hate me. So I chose the latter because I know, you know, one thing I love about Facebook and social media. I love that on social media, on Facebook, I know where all the races are. Where all the races individuals are because of social media and Facebook and I love that. So from day 1, Law Cannon Republicans a push for what we believe in as an organization and here's what we believe. We are law Republicans. We believe in limited government, strong national defense, free markets, low taxes, personal responsibility and individual liberty. Law Cannon Republicans represent an important part of the American family. Taxpaying hardworking people who proudly believe in this nation's greatness. We also believe all Americans have the right to liberty and equality. But this weekend, the Texas GOP literally flushed that down the toilet. And with it, the Texas Republicans will lose the Texas House because this loyal Republican would rather sit at home on my hands than vote for another party. Donald Trump and John Cornyn will win re-election, but the rest will pay down ballot for this hateful move because I refuse to participate in this quid pro quo. I refuse to let you do that to me. Now, I can only speak for myself. I can't speak for the entire organization, but that's something that I, I just cannot do. And so let me ask you, Felicia, What's your thoughts on that, this, this quick pro pro? Oh, yeah, I'm putting you to the task.
3: <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I've been an ally of LCR for as long as I've been involved but, with the Republican Party.
1: And you're safe because we come back from the break. I'll come <laughs> back to you. So, once again, I'm going to ask you out there the Texas GOP demands quick pro pro, quick pro quo from the log cabin Republicans of Texas. This is Michael Cargill, and you are listening to Come and Talk It.
4: Hey, this is AWR Hawkins, Bright Talk News. You're listening to Come and Talk It with Michael Cargill. Talk 1370, The Right Choice.
0: Welcome back to Come and Talk It, and now here's Michael Cargill.
1: That's right. We can't always get what we want, you know, and, and that was proven by this past weekend. And mind you, I like the fact that, you know, yesterday was the first day of Black History Month. And I was supposed to actually go to the, uh, the, uh, the committee for the Texas GOP, the SRAC committee, and talk to them about the Second Amendment and how the law cabin Republicans have actually— you know support the second amendment for the state of Texas. And I couldn't do that. Wasn't allowed to do that. Tried phone calls, I tried I talked to several people, you know, back channels to you know to try to, you know, let them know, look, this is what we've done for the state of Texas. You know, we fought hard for the state of Texas. And these are the issues that we've pushed for. You know, the things that, you know, that we are being blamed for, I feel is I think they're looking at the Democratic Party and blaming the Log Cabin Republicans for what Democrat organizations are actually doing. You know, and someone actually said, Well, if we allow log cabin Republicans to participate in the convention, what'll probably happen is we won't be able to allow our kids there because they'll have they'll have men in chaps, you know, inside the convention. And that is ridiculous. You know, log cabin republicans is not that type of organization. That is not what we do. And we've shown that, you know from time and time again. You show me one instance where that has happened anywhere where log cabin Republicans were present. Show me. Don't talk about some other organization. Let's talk about LCR. You know, and I think it's a shame, it's sad, how the Texas GOP is demanding quid pro quo from the law cabin Republicans. And I'm going to say it again. So the Texas GOP this weekend, they said they would approve a booth at the convention as long as delegates... Delegates who are members of the law Republicans of Texas would voluntarily pledge to not participate in committees at the 2020 Texas GOP convention. And also no member of law Republicans would serve on the platform committee. The legislative priorities committee or testify before these committees while at the convention. Felicia, please tell me what is the purpose of us having a, a convention? What is the purpose of the convention?
3: Traditionally, the purpose of the Republican Party of Texas convention is to get everyone in one spot, elect a chairman to lead us for the next two years, elect SREC representatives to effectively represent us, which hopefully a lot of them have opponents in May, and then to set our platform and legislative priorities for the upcoming legislative session.
1: Okay. So now this, the vice chair, what's the vice chair's name?
3: Alma, Alma, perhaps.
1: Alma Jackson. Maybe. Okay. She's so the, been
3: the least active vice yeah, chair since so, I've been involved
2: in RPC. So the
1: vice chair of the Texas Republican Party had this to say. The vice chair. Sorry, Sorry about that. The vice chair of the Texas Republican Party. Uh, she had this to say. I wanted
0: to say something.
1: She's right that we need every single vote but I'm here to tell you that the Republican Party is the most Christian party in America, period. With Christian principles, we are pro-life and pro-traditional families. That's very strong. What's going to happen, and I hear it a lot from Christian people, we need the evangelical vote. Without it, we are lost. And I believe there's more evangelicals than gay people. And I'm going to say it again. I don't hate gay people. Please get that through your heads. It's not. Now, let me tell you, if you have to stand up from the tallest mountain and say you don't like something, you don't like gay people, then let me tell you, you have a problem with that person. If you have to say that, you have a problem with it. And we have seen time and time again, people that will stand up and shout what they dislike about certain groups of people. Those are the people that have a problem. There's something going on there. It never fails every single time. And then we have an elected official, a state senator, an elected official that gets up and just completely lies about an entire organization. Listen what this guy had to say.
4: issues uh, and not principles. And I think what we have to focus on are the principles of the organization. And this is not about people. This is not about individuals. This is about organizations and what they do as an organization and their principles. I mean, I have no question of Michael, uh, what he had to say, what he believes for individuals. I have no problem with uh, individuals joining any organization they decide that they want to support because they join it because they believe in all of the principles of the organization. Um, but I think we have such a difference here, that as an organization, I think that we are abandoning our basic principles on which we were founded. One of which is foundational to what we do. Issues, there are some, we don't all agree with issues, I'd i mean, take say, that's a different. But there are some things like nature and God's nature that Toteville talked about is what the foundation of our country was built on. The belief in God. And we don't have a basic belief in the, the God of the Bible that we're founded on. And what flows from that is no foundation for being together. And it's kind of like the lady comes in home at night, cold, rain, night, nearby our door, there's a poisonous snake. And she stops seizing, and the snake just <coughs> there and says, "It's cold night, it. She says, "Yes, but I want to go in where it's warm. Give me something to eat, drink, to get a warm night's sleep." And he said, "Boy, I'm sure I sure like that. The same thing." He says, "But you're a snake." He said, I'm still right there, so "I." You still like to have something to drink, something to eat, a warm place to sleep? She says, "Okay." So she just takes him in, feeds him, gives him something to drink, gives him a nice bed, goes to put him in the bed to sleep, and he bites. What did you do that for? So it's a mistake. That's what I do. And we start letting organizations that don't match our principles because we want to a like hey, big tent. We want to let everybody in. What do we do when the planned area that it comes? It says, we would like to be a part of it. Or Antifa comes. And they want to join. Black Lives Matter. Organizations that are not consistent with our Principle values. And that's what I think we have
1: to keep in mind. All right. So let me tell you. <laughs> that's, I, a, that's an elected official, a state senator.
3: To have the audacity to stand in a room and say that an entire group of people are not Christians because they have one belief <laughs> is the epitome of not being a Christian. Mm. And you do not, and I'm going to say this really loud because I'm fit to be tied right now, y'all. I'm so (laughs) mad. You do not have to be a Christian to be a Republican. You don't. You do not have to be religious to be a Republican. We were founded for individual liberty, fiscal responsibility. Those are the two cornerstones of the Republican Party. You want to know what? We're not doing either of them because we're too freaking worried about what's going on in people's freaking bedrooms. (laughs) I'm so mad. How dare he condemn you guys for not being Christians when he is sitting up there doing more judgment and more harm in his five-minute speech than you guys have done ever.
1: And and I I believe God said, you know, uh, don't judge.
3: May he who has no sin cast the first stone Uh. and— Bob just threw a really big rock and he lives in a very <laughs> glass
1: house. All right. So let me ch- uh, change gears a little bit. I want to, I want to talk about guns for a second. Cause I need to digress. I need to talk about guns. I need to talk about the, uh, the shot show and how that went. So I want to bring it to the conversation. Maj Teray. Maj. Welcome to come and talk it, sir. Let's talk about the shot show. Let's talk guns. What's up. How are you? I'm doing outstanding. So man, you went to Las Vegas. How was it out there?
2: Mm, it was wonderful out there. Um, Shot Show as usual every year for the last three years. There's been representation at BGM at um Shot University. This year the NSSF uh, National Shooting Sports Foundation did it even uh, rolled the carpet out for us a little bit even more. So we were able to uh, for me to do my individual presentation as well as um, we we had a panel a very cool panel. Big John Hickok was on there. Zeke Stout from Master of Arms. Uh, Rob Pincus. Uh, Akil Bay from Taylor Defense Training Group. Uh, have have from uh, HTX Tactical, Iraq Vet Eric from Iraq Vet 8888. Um just a just a slew of, you know, uh, you know, folks that had information in regards to um whether it was social media or dealing with firearms in an urban demographic. So it was a great time out there. It was it was a, a lot of information. I think a lot of people um, ignore Shot University and they shouldn't. There's so much information in regards to compliance of 4473 and this and those panels that they do Monday and Tuesday. So Saying all of that to say it was a great time and uh uh, yeah as usual.
1: And it's a man, it's a lot of booths out there. It's there are a lot of booths. It's it's hard to actually visit every single booth at the shot show.
2: Yeah, you're you're absolutely not going to be able to. You know what I mean. (laughs) And even if you stayed the whole week, it will be very very difficult for someone to see everything that's at shot every year. And it's you know it's it's, uh, it's a trade show. It's for people for the future. Like what's coming up next. Um, but I think everybody should at least go to try to develop those relationships with some of their favorite, you know, retailers or YouTube personalities or instructors or law enforcement guys or military guys. I think it's very important. I think it would also be impactful for more people to get their FFL, for more people to open up gun ranges. Chicago, for example, Ronda <clears throat> uh won two federal cases that which allows her um, to uh, allow people of Chicago to now own gun ranges before her two federal case wins. You could not have, you know, gun ranges in Chicago city limits. So I'm trying to link up with some, you know, some of the guys and women that happen to be 100 millionaires or billionaires that want to get some money over there. But I think it's very important for people to, you know, open up, you know, FFLs and and and, and kind of decentralize it a bit. Where right, people- Hold on a sec, Maj. We come back from the break.
1: I want to finish that thought. And also want you to talk about uh, the presidential election that's coming up. We come back with sure. Maj, Maj Ture, Black Guns Matter. This is Michael Cargill and you. Are listening to Come and Talk It.
4: This is Foley on Noir and you're listening to Come and Talk It with Michael Cardell.
0: Talking. And now here's Michael Cargill.
1: That's right. We're back and we're talking with Maj Teray with Black Guns Matter. He's telling us about the uh, shot show and his experience out there. Um, and then also, I want to ask Maj, he's going to finish his thought of what he was talking about the shot show and everything he, he saw there. And then also, I want him to talk to us about um, the presidential election, you know, how he thinks things are going to come out, um, you know, uh, how you think uh, you think the black community is going to, you know, going to. Uh, lean toward, you know, the Republican Party or the Democrat Party, or the Libertarian Party. You know, but let's finish the um, thought about the SHOT Show though.
2: Yeah, SHOT Show was great. Um I think that more people uh, again to become FFL's federal federal firearm licensees um to sell firearms, I think that would be great for all demographics. I think that it would be good for the economy. Oh yeah you I were talking about sh- you
1: were talking about Chicago. I'm sorry. Yeah.
2: Oh yeah yeah Chicago too and having um there's there's an opportunity there for, for you know women and men that got the money to um, open up uh, a gun range in Chicago. Now that, you know, Ronda Ezell won those two federal cases, now you can have, sh- you know, uh, gun ranges in the Chicago city limits. So that's, you know, that's that's up to her. But I think that um, more, as more, more people, especially from urban demographics get involved in the business of this, no different than as more and more people were involved in the business of cannabis, we see, you know, less restrictions and we see more freedom. So I think more and more people should definitely do that. But Chicago's, any of you guys that's, that's listening that's 100, got a hundred million dollars and want to work that terrain and get some money together you know I, I got I, you know look me up <laughs> we can fix <figure> something out
1: <laughs> I, I hear you there now what about the uh you know this presidential election coming up in November you know uh well yeah. you know first from the Republican standpoint and then tell me your thoughts on the democrat standpoint
2: I think the from the Republican standpoint um like him or hate them nothing right now was as strong as president trump that's just that's just what it is Um, And that again, that's not that's not an endorsement. That's not a a, a vilification. That's just the reality. I think that President Trump knows how to work cameras. I think he's um, dealt in entertainment. And I think on the federal level, the presidential election is the you know, it's one of the biggest shows like the Super Bowl, you know. And so I think he knows how to work those angles. And it's hard to beat the unemployment numbers. It's hard to beat the First Step Act. It's hard to beat. You know, there's some areas where I think he could be doing a lot better. I think the decriminalization of cannabis on the federal level, and he already got rid of Jeff Sessions some time ago. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that um, he should be doing a little bit better on the Second Amendment issues. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not feeling certain statements about, you know, take the guns first, you know, um, uh, 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 due process later. I think there's areas where this I'm very critical of him. But it's, again, it's hard to ignore the economy, you know, and whether someone says, well, that was the president before him, doesn't really matter. Um, it's hard to beat those numbers in, in reality. Um, and then now we see, you know, um, other nations leaving the European Union, you know, and things of that nature. It's like no different than him stepping out of certain things that people treaties that people were like, "Yo, you you shouldn't get out of that." Now other nations are following suit, so it's hard to beat that, you know. Um, now as far as the Democrats, it's, they got nothing over there. They 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 got nothing over there. That's just what it is. They haven't had anything. None of their none of their policies have been relevant. You got, you know, you got, and I'm not even just talking about the presidential hopefuls. I'm talking about all the way down to, you know, AOC. You got people that have lost New Yorkers, you know, however many millions of dollars in jobs. You got the hoods in Democratic centers still looking the same way that they look. And that's not, that's not that the Republicans would make things perfect overnight, but they got nothing over there. You know, you got Bernie promising free everything. Everybody's up to that, to that thing. You got them playing him all over again. They're doing the same thing again they did in 2016 in regards to him. They got they're changing the rules for Bloomberg. They got nothing over there. Many Mike is not gonna like fight up against Trump. It's just this it's gonna be a wash. And hopefully, after he's in for a second term, hopefully President Trump will, you know, get that Hearing Protection Act back in, in, in Steam. I uh, hope that he will link up with you know, guys like Thomas Massey, um, getting some of those gun-free zones repealed. Um, there's legislation that we should be getting behind that and more secure of our freedoms. Like he said in 2016 or 2017 at the at Atlanta uh, NRA annual meetings, the eight-year you know, assault on our Second Amendment rights have come to a crashing end. I want on his second term for him to really, really hone in on that. Um, maybe some national carry reciprocity. That's a bit of a double-edged sword. But the reality is um, the Democrats got nothing over there that can really destroy um, what President Trump has been able to do. Um, now, if there was someone that I, I, am objective, if there was somebody that was over there that was better on the economy and, and had, you know, structures for showing how they could be better with the economy, I would, I would, I would give them my, my, my cosign. Um, I don't, I don't care what your party is. I care about what you're actually doing. And the reality is democratically, excuse me, historically, the Democrats have not, have not helped urban America. My, my political, my politic, my definition of politics is uh, securing, maintaining, and expanding your interest. My interest is urban America, you know, so they got nothing over there. That's just what it is. Um, and, and, and if, if it's a landslide, which is what I think it will be, um, if it is, I I want us to hold President Trump accountable to getting some things done in the areas of cannabis legalization on the federal level, or at least decriminalization and, uh, maybe that hearing protection act and or, uh, national carry uh, reciprocity. These are the areas where I think top tier, hands down, there's no questioning about his entire presidency if he gets those two things knocked out in his next term, if he wins.
1: All right, man. Thanks, Maj. I appreciate that. That's a good rundown on on everything right there. I sure appreciate you. Uh, you're, doing a good, you. you're doing a good job out there. Keep doing what you're doing. I want to get you back on later on down the road again uh, because I do think black guns do really matter.
2: Absolutely. GoFundMe.com forward slash black guns matter. Look up if you
1: get, if you can. I appreciate y'all. Thank you, Maj. Peace. All right. That's Maj Ture from Black Guns Matter. That's right. Land out to you talking about Chicago. He's talking about, um, man, just a whole bunch there. And also talking about the SHOT Show and, you know, what, you know, just basically, you know, how things went and how things are going in the gun community. And also how he thinks, you know, the election is going to come out and all that stuff. So really appreciate Maj coming on. All right, so I'm going to change gears a little bit and want to go back to talking about the Texas GOP. Uh, The Texas GOP demands quid pro quo from the Log Cabin Republicans of Texas. Um, So the Log Cabin Republicans were given a choice this weekend by the Texas GOP, and that choice was uh, that the Texas GOP would approve a booth at the convention as long as delegates who are members of the Log Cabin Republicans of Texas will voluntarily pledge to not participate in committee at the 2020 Texas GOP convention, and also the members of LCR would serve would not serve on platform committees legislate priorities committee or testify before these committees while at the convention and also pull down the coalition you know the request to be a part of the coalition you know to move forward with you know as one um, you know join together with different groups and push the republican agenda so we asked not to do that and that's that's clear case of quid pro quo you know, and I don't know if Michael Baker, the chairman for the Texas Law Academy Republicans, wants to comment on this, but I do know he wants to talk about what happened this weekend. So I want to welcome to the conversation Michael Baker. <laughs> He's a chairman for the Texas Law Academy Republicans. Hey, Mike. Hey. Good to be with you again. Hey, Mike. How you doing, sir?
5: I'm good. I survived. <laughs> yes, you did. You,
1: did. You, you know, Michael, you did a great job. I could not have done what you did. Um, you, you, you stood up. You stood firm. You answered every question you possibly could, um, and I, honestly, I couldn't have done a better job at all whatsoever. I don't think I could remain cool. I couldn't, couldn't have kept my cool at all, so I really appreciate what you did. Uh, you stood up for the, you know, the entire organization, and you defend this organization, um, and you did it in an outstanding way and outstanding manner.
5: Mike, um, th- thanks for the compliments. Um, I, you know, you never know. I, I just do the best I can with, with what I what I learned over the years. Um, but um, I want to say that uh, you know, I'm, I'm you know my whole you know me as as a, as a diehard Republican. I I, you know, I I carry my Republican card with me all the time, and so I I'm here to unify this party in Texas. Texas is so important for the re-election of Donald Trump. And the re-election of uh, senator corner which is important to me important to log cabin members um and we're 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 working really hard with the governing body uh what we call the srac the governing body of the texas gop um in trying to just show the unification coming into the 2020 election so um i know a lot of your audience is is curious and of what happened so what i'm gonna say is is um at the at the main SREC meeting the motion was brought up for a booth um, at the state GOP state convention Um, another another person made a motion to table to tabled indefinitely Um, so the motion wasn't heard it went to the table if anybody knows problem procedure like I do that it um, they basically tabled it um, so Mm -hmm. indefinitely so if you you know, I'm gonna to have to leave those words because that is what happened at the convention. If folks want to know really what does that mean, I, I can't sit here and tell you, I can only assume it myself, but I would suggest reaching out to um, our you know like James Dick and his leadership. Um, been working with James uh, Dickey throughout this. Um, but it's his, it's really his leadership that uh, you know people that are in chair positions and the SRC. They're the ones that really are the governing body and the decision makers, and they are the ones that, uh, you know, their leaders put in the, um, the uh, motion to table, to move it on. So, um, so that's, that's what I can share with you is, was factual as far as what happened at the, at the, uh, at the meeting.
1: And then you um, – man, uh, the, what was the, uh, the vice chair? Uh, the, what's her name? Alma Jackson? I believe. Yes. Yeah. The vice chair. And she's had she's had some words too uh, to say about cabin Republicans, you know, about a month or so ago when they, the S.R.C. came together. And then also mm-hmm. this weekend. And for some reason, I, this, you know, she's not taking any flack or any heat or being held accountable for some of the things that she's saying. And uh, and she's the, the vice chair. Go ahead, Felicia.
3: It's because most people forgot that she existed because she hasn't done anything since she was elected.
1: Yeah, but you know, and, and you know, they talk about you know religion. They talk about the fact that log Republicans are trying to remove God from the party platform. Can you kind of comment on that? Is this something that's true?
5: Uh, uh, that's absolutely untrue. That is false, false, false. Um, we never have the intention. We are. We consider ourselves a Christian. Uh, most of us Christians, uh, definitely the liberty, Christian liberty, the you know the right to to choose for um, who you pray to. Um, but yes, we're you know we are we've been accused of a lot of things that have nothing to do with log cabin. And a lot of it, you know, Mike, a lot of it is what they'll pull what the left, the far left has has been doing. Um, and then they use that as as a talking point um to reason why log cabin shouldn't be an organization part of the fear that i felt in the meeting was this fear that if they give give in their minds give uh, log cabin even a booth that we're going to come in and and change things and then you mentioned god at the top of the thing Uh, and that simply simply is not true we are a christian organization and uh when I say Christian organization, you know a lot of our members. I mean, I, I mean, I met members, and people are asking, "What church are they? Are we? Go, are you going to?" to you know, this, some of them like to go to different churches, even. And we, ha, you know, so it's just simply not true.
1: All right, we're talking with Michael Baker. He's the chairman for the Law Cam Republicans of Texas. Uh, we're talking about what happened this weekend with the Texas GOP, and they're demanding quid pro quo from the Law Cam Republicans. This is Michael Cargill, and you are listening to Come and Talk It.
4: Hello, this is Gerald Darty, and I'm the Precinct 3 County Commissioner here in Travis County, and you're listening to Common Talking. Talk 1370.
0: Welcome back to Come and Talk It with Michael Cargill. We're talking all things firearms. Now here's Michael Cargill.
1: Now it's time for GGN, Global Gun News. Global Gun News, sponsored by Central Texas Gunworks, the largest online gun store in Texas. In the news.
6: All right, so this week I'm going to start off with some local news. On Tuesday from 3 to 8 p.m., the Austin Police Department held a No questions asked gun surrender event in the parking lot of an East Austin police substation. Citizens brought in pistols, rifles, shotguns, as well as ammunition. APD spokeswoman Lisa Cortinas confirmed at least 58 firearms were surrendered to police that day. Police do not yet know how many of the guns surrendered were stolen, but according to KXAN, officers say the overwhelming majority were not stolen. All right, next we've got in Florida, Governor Ron DeSantis has been asked to review the Stand Your Ground shooting of Ryan Modell from March of 2016. This was in Fort Myers, I believe. Modell showed up at the wrong apartment, drunk and belligerent in the middle of the night, and an altercation occurred with the homeowner and wound up with Modell getting shot and killed. You can roll the clip now.
2: Gun, the
0: of, before away, police could arrive her husband james you steve taylor deals. would shoot and kill you modell something, something ryan's father sandy says should have never happened
5: and that night he made a mistake
4: but that kind of mistake should have been a disorderly uh disturbing the peace kind of issue not not a killing
0: in late march
6: all right so the request for governor desantis to review the case came from mark omara a special prosecutor representing Modell's father. Omara is most notably known for previously representing George Zimmerman in the shooting death of Trayvon Martin many years ago. It was highly publicized. The result of the case review will likely set precedent for future stand-your-ground decisions. In Duluth, Georgia, a man's attempt to rob a gas station came to an end when the station's clerk shot him in the leg with a handgun. Surveillance footage shows around 3.30 a.m., a a black male armed with a large knife and his face covered with a red article of clothing enter the store and approach the clerk on duty. The clerk quickly retrieved a pistol from the counter and fired one round through the would-be robber's leg. According to police, the cashier then called 911. 21-year-old Christian St. Amour has been charged with attempted robbery, aggravated assault, possession of a knife during the commissioning of a felony, and wearing a mask to conceal his identity. He is currently in police custody. And finally, this is a little more uh, lighthearted. Thousands have chimed in after the NYPD posted a picture of a very dangerous confiscated firearm. Have you heard about this, Felicia?
3: No, I haven't, but I have a funny police story in a second.
6: Okay, so last week, the NYPD's District 34 transit officers broke up a fight And in the process, they confiscated a firearm that, and this is a quote from the NYPD, could be very dangerous in the wrong hands. Now, a photo of the eight arresting officers posing with the firearm can be found on Facebook, and the internet made absolute quick work of the photo, with thousands noting that the firearm in question was an old, broken, hammerless revolver. It's completely useless and is probably less dangerous than a tack hammer. One user joked, they finally found the gun that killed Abraham Lincoln. (laughs) And there was actually a lot more, a lot of other comments that were funnier, but they, you know, were on AM radio, so I can only say so much. And I already crossed the line too much as it is. But my name is Gary Faust, and that has been your Global Gun News from around the world. (laughs) Thank you.
1: Right. Thank you, Gary. Appreciate that. All right, let's go back to Michael Baker. He's the chairman for the Texas Law Cam Republicans. Michael Baker. So tell me, Michael, um, where you know, where does the law camera Republicans go from here? Uh do as far as you know the fight to get a booth at the convention.
5: To get a booth. Um, we I mean as we're gonna I believe the board will make a decision. Uh, we'll be meeting this week. What our decision is, my my thinking at this point is we have got to focus on the unification ourselves, even if the party's not willing to to, to do that publicly. Um, we've we've really like we always do is we focus in on elections. Um, we work very hard across the state in electing um, Republicans, and that is going to be our focus. I don't. I'm not going to let the party. You know th- that's on them, and that's for them to decide. Uh, you know, whether they're going to partner with partnerships and unification. But we are going to, you know, our focus definitely is on the election of Donald Trump, no doubt. I mean, this man is has come out probably more than any president in my lifetime um, for equality for all um, on top of all his uh, you know, limited governments, you know, strong defense. I mean, you go down the list. I mean, he he meets every one of my principles. So we, I know I, almost unanimously our board, I mean, everybody is behind behind him. And then we have to keep the Senate. And, and of course, we want to flip back the congressional seats. And we've got a lot of very important, uh, I know we can get back the few that we did lose here in Texas. And that's important, very important to get these races, these congressional districts that are ours back back to us. Because, you uh, um, and that's what, that's that's where we we to get all of us together. We we've got to get behind uh, uh, this man who has gone out. He's put everything on the line for the American people and to do the right thing. And so, uh, from National Log Cabin to the Texas Log Cabin to our chapters here, we're going to do everything we can. And that's our focus. All
1: right. And then, and most importantly, this is the most important question you're going to get today. This whole weekend. And everything you've you've dealt with Saturday, Friday. This is the most important question. Okay. What's your pick for the Super Bowl Sunday?
5: <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, you know, I'm a, I'm a Texan, but I'm also my family's from the Midwest. I'm actually from Missouri, so I'm going to have to go with the Chiefs, no doubt. Okay. All right. All right. All right. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, look at this way, Mike. It's a it's a very deep red state. Red That's state right. That's right. State. I have to go with the red state. I don't.
1: I don't have a dog in this fight at all. You know, I'm a, I'm a Cowboys, uh, Cowboys fan. So, well, you... I'm true.
5: I'm true to Texas. I'm a Texan and, and Cowboy first. But next best was the Chiefs, and because of my my background. But it's a red state. Can't can't knock a red state.
1: All right. So all right. So my the chairman has spoken. So I guess uh, <laughs> the board has to agree that we're gonna have to go with Kansas City Chiefs. <laughs> producers like that too yeah. <laughs> so, so that's great all right so we're going with Kansas City Chiefs all right all right that's what we're gonna have to do all right man I'll tell you what thank you Michael Baker I appreciate you sir
5: yeah thank you Mike for all you do and you know pushing the second amendment I mean you know we're behind you like Haven is completely behind you on the second amendment and everything like that too so um thank you for everything you do for, thank, for Texas
1: thank you sir and enjoy the rest of your day and eat some barbecue and some pizza right. for me and uh, yeah, it's
5: time for a Super Bowl party. That's, that's right. Sure. It's it's time for
1: <laughs> Super Bowl Sunday. <laughs> All right. Thank you, sir. Now, Thank Felicia, what would you, you want to add? You, you had a little joke there about that, the global gun news. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, there was a police station or a police department in England who said that they basically like found their perp who had been stealing and robbing a bunch of people and posted a picture of a very special ring and they gave like anonymous Crime Stoppers number so that people could call in and help people find it. And I'll post the link in the comment thread on the video. But it's like a mock ring from Lord of the Rings, mm. and so everyone was just like joking around about Lord of the Rings and <laughs> and saying, "Oh yeah, we know someone was, has their eye on it." There was
6: a uh, <laughs> post on Twitter from a police department in England. I want to say it was London, but don't quote me on that. And they. Got, They did a a weapon confiscation. This was after they were, uh, you know, contemplating banning knives. (laughs) And they actually confiscated a rusty spoon. What? From somebody, yeah. Oh, no. A spoon. Like a a soup spoon. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) That's dangerous. Got
1: to be careful of those soup spoons now, I'm telling you. All right, so what's your pick? All right, it's Super Sunday.
6: What's your pick? Well, I'm a gambling man. Uh Uh-oh. And everybody I've been hearing has been saying that the Chiefs are going to win. So? So I am going to go for the 49ers. They may pull it off because, you know, Chiefs, may, they may choose. Well, that means the odds are against them. Right. So that you make more money that way. I'm gonna, yeah. I'm, I wasn't kidding. I'm, I'm going to put money on this. Are we calling Vegas? I'm putting my bet in right now. I have an <laughs> online bookie. <laughs> All right. So we're calling Vegas.
1: All right, Felicia. Come on. What's your pick?
3: Oh, I couldn't care less. I'm Team J-Lo this year.
1: What? (laughs) Team
3: J-Lo, Team commercials. I'm a Texans fan. We suck. So I'm just going to drink a lot of beer and watch the halftime show.
1: Okay. okay.
6: And watch the commercials. Yeah. Some good ones this year. No, Super Bowl commercials have been horrible for years. They've been getting worse and worse. But
3: that's why you just increase the beer intake and then everything's (laughs) funny.
6: All right. Well, you know what? I'll give you this one. That makes sense.
3: (laughs) (laughs) If I bring beer into any conversation or argument, you're going to be like, yeah, that's right. You're well,
6: like, you're, you're I'm, not a, wrong. <laughs> I'm a connoisseur of sorts myself. <laughs>
1: you, oh, you like all kinds of beers.
6: Yeah, I like craft beers, cheap beers, expensive beers, free beers. Uh, on St. Patty's Day, I like green beers. All right. Oh,
1: yeah, yeah. Okay. But I only
6: have one or two or three at a time. All right. If I don't
1: know anything else, I know this. As always, more guns. Equals less crime. You go out there and you buy yourself a gun. You've been listening to Come and Talk It with Michael Cargill.